Good morning, everyone. Good night of Shabbos. Good night of Shabbos. Uh, we continue. We left off. We're in Sukkah 38, the third chapter. So the Gemara left off the question. The Mishnah says a dried out Sukkah, and a Sukkah that's stolen is not a kosher Sukkah, a Lulav. It's not a kosher Lulav. And all the four species. And he doesn't differentiate, he doesn't say only the first day Yamtiv. Which is biblical. Even the other six days, which are which are only rabbinic, outside the Beis Hamikdash, you only have to uh, shake the lulav and esrog. Only everyone, only only on the on the first day. So he doesn't distinguish. He says, okay, I could understand hadar beauty, because it has to be beautiful. So if it's lacking in beauty, if it's dried out, it's only beautiful if it's moist and fresh. So I can understand why even the other days of Sukkot you can't shake a lulav and esrog if it's dried out. But if it's stolen, why, why, what's the difference? It says, So lechem, the requirement that it has to be yours. And if it's borrowed, the first day is not kosher. But it's only the first day. The second day, if it's borrowed, it is kosher. So why if it's stolen, it's not good? So Teshut asks, and that's where we left off the question. And I'm sure you couldn't sleep all night last night because <laughs> you were sitting at the edge of your seat to find the answer. Pesos asks an obvious question. He says, why are you more certain the requirement of beauty, the requirement of beauty is in the same other. So why the requirement of beauty, it's a simple thing. And beauty, if it's not beautiful, how can I fulfill the mitzvah of the rule of an essay? Even the other days, the next six days, which only rabbinic. When it comes to the requirement, no, only only the first day. What? Why is it any difference? If you're saying that only the first day, when you're biblically obligated, so the requirement of beauty should also only be the first day. That it has to be fresh and moist only the first day. The other days, I don't care if it's dried up. Why does the Gemara is so, sim- so simple to the Gemara? There's a distinction. I could understand why the lulav has to be fresh and moist all seven days of sub. But, but if it's stolen, why does it matter from day two? It shouldn't matter anymore. Why the distinction? So Pesach makes a distinction. He says the difference is, yes, it's only rabbinic. Only the first day is biblical, others are, but whatever the rabbis did, they enacted to reflect the biblical. So if there's a disqualification in the lulav itself, in the lulav of the speech, and if it's dried up, the rabbis wouldn't tell you to make an enactment to remember the Beis HaMikdush and do it in a way where it's lacking, the lulav is lacking. It's only something that's external. The lulav is okay. The problem is externally that it's borrowed, it's not yours. So just like the rabbis say, if it's borrowed the other day, it doesn't bother us. Since it's only rabbinic, what do I care? It doesn't matter if it's borrowed. The lulav is perfect. It's borrowed. It's not something that's distinguishable in the, in the four species itself. Therefore, it's okay. So if it's stolen, it should also be okay. So your mother answers, says, not that he heard from Roshim Bechoy. Rabbi Yechon was too young to be alive, to hear. He, didn't, he wasn't a direct student of Shem But he says many things that he heard in the name of Rabbi Shem He heard from his teachers. Whenever, it's a rule. Whenever the Gemara says, Omar Rabbi, Omar, it means he himself heard from his teacher. When he says Mishum, means I heard in the name of Rabbi Shem But he wasn't in the same generation. He says, from the Havale Mitzvah, Bob because it's a mitzvah, Baba Veda, a mitzvah that comes through a sin. Shnema says, Hashem says, it says in the Pazik, it says in Malachi, the last prophet, he says, if you're going to bring to Hashem a sacrifice that's stolen, and, and lame, and sick, 
Sick. So you think Hashem is going to be pleased with your sacrifice? You're trying to bring a gift to impress the king. You're going to bring him a defective, a defective, a defective guest. You know, say there was a person who was very cheap. So he wanted to buy his friend a birthday gift. So he buys him, so he finds a most expensive vase that's cracked, that's broken. It's <laughs> perfect. Cost him $50. He asked, he asked the storekeeper to wrap it up and send it to his friend. His friend will think that he sold him, he bought him a $2,000 gift, but then it broke, it broke and on the route. Oh, <laughs> anyway, his friend calls him later, thank you for your gift. And I especially loved how they wrapped each piece separately. So you're going to bring a gift, you're trying to impress, you're going to bring a gift, a broken, a lame, a sick, so it's also stolen. So he says, Gozel Dumit, if he say, uh, stolen is, the, is lie. He compares stolen to lame. You can't fix it. He's lame. The animal is lame. It's a disqualified from offering as a sacrifice. It's a, it's, so too, if it's stolen, that there's nothing you can do to fix. In other words, even if the owner gives up hope, so now, if the owner gives up hope, so now, now maybe you acquire it. But since it originated in sin, it originated stolen, you stole money in business, you're a ganav, and then I'm making a nice donation to the synagogue, yeah. to the yeshiva. Very nice. Even if the owner gave up hope. But, but since the money is tainted, the money is stolen, the money originated, Hashem says, I despise this. You're bringing this as a gift to me? You violated my, I told you, don't steal. You went ahead and stole. And with this money, you want to do a mitzvah? You think I'm pleased with this mitzvah? There's rich guys today who cheat the business and then give all their... Well, ill-gotten gains. So your mother said, okay, wait a minute. Before years, I can understand why the sacrifice is disqualified. Because it says in the opening line of the sacrifice, in the opening line of Leviticus, Adam ki yakriv mikem. A person has to bring a sacrifice. So just tell me, mikem, Mamarachman, it has to be yours. It has, you have to own it. If the owner never gave up hope, the animal that you're offering as a sacrifice doesn't belong to you. It's not yours. It belongs to the, to the owner. But if the owner gave up the sa- hope already, you already acquired it. The ganif, the, the thief, acquires the animal through years. And especially when he makes it into a sacrifice, he tr- so he's transferring the ownership. If you combine the yish and the transferring of ownership to, to, the, to this hegdash, to the base of migdash, so now it's, it's, a, it's good, it's valid, it's legal. So why, why does the Pasuk say the animal is disqualified? El olav, it's not a technical question, it's not a legal question. It's a moral issue. Because since it originated in sin, Hashem knows where this money came from. Yes, so technically, legally, now it belongs to you. But it originated in sin, the original sin. It originated in sin. Hashem says, I despise this. Don't, don't turn it into a mitzvah. Well, over here, that explains here too. Why even the second day, the disqualification. Not because of lekachtem lechem. Not because of lekachtem lechem. There's no legal issue. It's yours. But Hashem says, don't turn it into a mitzvah. Don't take something that originated in sin by stealing. And now suddenly you become a tzaddik. You're stealing someone else's money. And now you're being very liberal and generous and kind with someone else's money. Very nice of you. But you stole it. It doesn't belong to you. Hashem said, I despise it. 
Another thing Rabbi Yechon said in the name of Rabbi Shemichoi. Might as if it says in the pasuk and the Yashem Oiv Mishpat Seinei Gazel Ba'il. Hashem says, "I love." Right? It says in Isaiah that Hashem says, "I love justice and I hate theft." I hate theft. Be'ila. When it comes to a burnt offering, the question is, what's the connection? What's the connection between I, I love justice and I hate theft? A king was passing over the IRS, the house, the house of taxes. He said to his servants, Hashem says, pay the taxes. You, the king, you have to pay taxes. It belongs to you. You're the king. You're exempt from taxes. Everyone is paying you. Why do you have to pay taxes? I want to teach. I want to be an example. Instead of trying to avoid taxes and hiding, I want everyone to pay. If the king is paying taxes, surely I can pay. Hashem says, Even though technically it belongs to me, everything belongs to me. So what do you mean he stole? If he's giving it to me, everything belongs to me. It's mine anyhow. So he has his right. So I should accept it. So I say, no, me men Hashem wants to be an example. Hashem said, I don't accept it. If you stole it, since it came in a dirty way, it's dirty money. Mm-hmm. Dirty money, Hashem said, I don't, I don't want to have anything to do with it. Don't be a tzaddik and don't dedicate this money to me and do a mitzvah with it or for a sacrifice. Itmanam, we also learn, Yavish if it's dried out, it's possible all seven days. Why? Because it's not beautiful. Gazel puzzle, if it's stolen, it's possible. Why? It's something external. It should be kosher. Borrowed is okay from day two. Because it's a mitzvah that comes from sin. But they argue, this opinion argues, Rabbi Yitzchak holds you do fulfill your obligation with a stolen luluv. Because the disqualification of Lechem, since it's external, just like a borrowed luluv, which is disqualified the first day, but the second day it's okay, since you only, it's only rabbinic just to commemorate the, sh- the obligation to shake the luluv and yesterday in the temple, so too... Even if it's stolen, it is okay. And he doesn't hold, it's not a problem even though it came from sin. Because it's only rabbinic. If it's a biblical commandment, he agrees in the case, it's a puzzle. Hashem says, I despise a sacrifice that, that was stolen. Even if there was yish. Why? Just like the lame. There's no, there's impa- there's no scenario with this with this animal becomes kosher, even if it's through years, and even if technically it belongs to you. Since it originated in the sin, how could Rabbi Yisrael argue with that principle? The difference is, there was biblical. Anything that's biblical, a mitzvah that's biblically obligated, yes. Rabbi Yisrael agrees. The Pasuk says clearly you can't do a mitzvah, that type of mitzvah with a sin, if it originated in sin. But here it's only rabbinic, it's just to commemorate. So it's only a rabbinic, it's only rabbinic, a rabbinic mitzvah. Therefore, Rabbi Yisrael says here, mitzvah Baba Veda is not a problem. So it's an argument in Rabbi Yitzchak and Rabbi Yoich and Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai.
Moser, Rav Nachman by Yitzchak, Rav Nachman Yitzchak as Lulav HaGazah Yorosh Pasu. It says in the Mishnah that if it's stolen, if it's dry, it's not kosher. Hashol, kosher. But if it's borrowed, it is kosher. Amos went. If it's the first day Yom Tev, you can't say that, it's kosher. If it's borrowed. Like if it says lechem, kakum lechem, ish lechem, you have to own it. By lavdi deyu, it's not his. So it must be speaking about Yom Tev Sheni. Uktani gazel puzzle. He's the mission is distinguishing stolen. He doesn't mention borrowed. Why not borrowed? Because we're talking about a case where borrowed is okay. Not the first day. That's biblically disqualified. It has to be yours. You have to own it. So when does the mission say borrowed? When could you deduct from the mission that borrowed is okay? Deduce from the mission the second day, and the same time that borrowed is okay, the mission is saying stolen is not okay. So it's clear from the mission, like 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 a that that the stolen is disqualified even the second day and the third day and the next six. Really, the mission is talking about the first day yom. He's saying not only shol. The lavdi who the mission is saying a chiddush. Shol goes without saying that the first day it's not kosher. Don't deduce from the mission that shol if it's borrowed it is okay. No, borrowing is also not okay. Obviously, it says it has to be yours. Borrowed, it's not yours. So it goes without saying that the first day borrowed is not is not is not okay. It's not a kosher lulu. But even theft. If it's stolen, probably the owner gave up hope. And since the owner gave up hope, now, now, so now the Ghana of the thief acquires it, it becomes his, because the combination of giving up hope and it changed, exchanged um, property or ownership, so therefore it's in his possession, it's exchanged possession, therefore he owns it. Nevertheless, you don't fulfill your obligation. Kamash malam, that the first day, gazel is puzzle. Why not? Why takinat? If it is lechem, it meets the requirements of lechem, it's yours. Why is it puzzle? Because it's mitzvah babavere. Even according to Rabbi Yitzchak, the first day when you're biblically obligated, the mitzvah that you're biblically obligated, he agrees. We learn from the puzzle of sacrifice that mitzvah babavere is puzzle. But the second day, and the third, and all the next six days, Borrowed is okay and stolen is okay. Hmm. Mitzvah Babavet is not a nish. That's how Rabbi Yitzchak will explain the nish. Amal Ravun. What? No, but Zayla, probably there was a yish, and nevertheless, I'm not allowed to use it because Mitzvah Babavet. If it's not yours. I would have thought that. He's saying that even if it, even if it is yours, it doesn't matter. Mitzvah, but Mitzvah Babavet is not a nish. Oh, you're saying even if there was no year, the second day would be allowed to use it. If you well, stole so it. The Gemara means to say, it's, it's implied, he's saying the reason why the first day right. you, you can't use it is because we're not going to rely on the spiral. Why? No, probably there was a year, she says. Almost for certain there was a year. And it is his. Nevertheless, nevertheless. Oh, oh, the Gemara says, right, Rashi learns, right, Rashi does learn that we, we, we say, no, maybe the owner was not Mewish. But according to Taisus, Taisus explains that, uh, that uh, Rabshi Yitzhak is not arguing on the principle of Mitzvah Vavavet, it's an open passage. But he makes distinguishes between 
between, so according to Tesis, maybe Tesis, you don't have to learn like Rashi. Tesis will learn. Question is according to Rashi. I mean, it's open passing. Abitzak doesn't hold. But the concept of Mitzvah of Baba Veda at all. Anyway, it's interesting. You have to look at the Mepharshim, how they explain if there's an argument between Rashi and Tesis. Okay. Amalur Avuna Lano Avankiri Avuna said to these merchants. Avankiri means, you know, the peddlers who sell a small item. These are vintu also. When you sell the also the four species, when you sell the hadas for the mitzvah lula, makam from a goy, watch, be careful, don't you, don't personally cut down, harvest the hadas from the tree. Let the goyim cut it down. And give it to why? Why do I care if you cut it down? My time. Though. Why should the guy cut it and you buy it from them instead of you cutting it in person? Because you're stealing it from, 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 a, from a Jew. Really, the property belongs to the Jew. And the guy is cutting it without permission. We continue on side B. And you can't steal land. So therefore, the guy doesn't have a right to sell it to you. It's stolen. So you're, and you can't fulfill the obligation of Lulav and Esvig, according to Rabbi Yitzhak the first day, and according to the Rabbi the entire Sukkot, if it's stolen. So you won't fulfill the mitzvah of Sukkot. The, the purchaser won't fulfill the mitzvah of Sukkot. It's stolen goods. Ilka, therefore, I'm advising you, let the Goyim cut it. So when the Goyim cut it, so the owner gave up hope, and it exchanged hands, so now the Goy acquires it. So now when you buy it from the Goy, it's a legit, it's a legitimate sale, a legitimate purchase. So it's not stolen. So you can fulfill the Jew who's buying from it, the merchants, and the Jew is buying from the merchants, fulfill, now fulfill the obligation of the four species. And so together with the Yish, Yish, by the Yadayu, they had it, all they gave up. Now when it's transferring to you, you're buying it, the combination of years of giving up hope and transferring a property, now it's legally yours. It didn't come by your hands, it didn't come from, from theft. It, you know, you had no connection to that. And therefore, you do fulfill, those who purchase when you fulfill the mitzvah of the four species. So you might ask, wait, yeah, go ahead. If so, at the end of the day, he goes, Mankri, Levi, Yish, Bailam, Yadayim. At the end of the day, when the goyim cut it, what's the problem? Let let the merchants cut it themselves. You buy it from the goy. The merchants cut it. So the years we die. They're merchants. They're not using the lulav and the asrei. So the owner gives up hope, and the Jew is purchasing from them, their holes, their, their merchants. Then it's a transfer of property. So the Jew is buying from them, has a combination of, 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 of the owner giving up hope, and transferring property. Now it's legitimately theirs, it's not stolen. Yes, it's not a problem, but if the, if the merchant themselves wants to use it, if you yourself wants to use, the merchant himself wants to use these hadasim for him, it's a problem. If he's going to cut it himself, if the Jew's going to cut it, the Jewish merchant's going to cut it himself, then is, all you have is years. You haven't have a transfer of property. The transfer of property has to happen after the years. Here, he already, he already stole it. He already cut it. 
and the year doesn't doesn't change doesn't change the status. It's stolen goods, so the merchant cannot use these hadasim, these myrtles, to fulfill his mitzvah. You should acquire it by by the change. I did an action to change it. First, it was attached to the tree, and now I cut it off the tree. Or no, I'm sorry. Now that you're binding it together with the other three species and you're tying it together, so I'm changing it. So, so the combination of years and the combination of making a change, a physical change, that should be enough to make him to, to that now the merchant acquired it for his own person. So he's fulfilling the mitzvah with his own hadas. You don't really have to tie it. It's not part of the mitzvah. You don't have to. It's nice, but you don't have to. So therefore, it's not a change. I'm not really changing anything. Even if you hold that biblically you're obligated to tie all four, you can't just take four species in your hands together. You have to tie them together. I mean, all three species tied together with the essence. You have to tie the three species together, the myrtle and the willow and the, and the, and the palm branch. And nevertheless, any change that you make that's easily undone, it's not called a chain. You can tie it, you can, you can, just like you tied it, you can untie it. I can return it back to its status of three, of, of three separate species. So therefore, it's not considered a chain. Let, me, let the merchant, the Jewish merchant, acquire it by, by the change of name. First, it was called an Asa. Now it's called a Shaina. It's one of the four species. We continue on 31a. Even in the beginning, we also we call it a shaina because since we usually, what, what, how do we know about usus? What do we know about usus? Who looks at a myrtle? The only, only time that a myrtle comes up in our conversation is because we're going to use it for sukkahs. We're going to use it to shake the little nesting. So even when it's on the tree, we still call it. Even before we take it for the sake of the lulav and for the uh, for the for the four species, we call it a shaina. So there is no change of name. Stop over here. Everyone have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos.